Hey, welcome to Crosswalk Church. Today, Pastor Jeff is bringing you a teaching, so head over to crosswalkphoenix.com and find today's message under the worship tab. There you can download the Crosswalk notes to follow along. And now, here's Pastor Jeff. Good morning, Crosswalk. As many of you might already know, my name is Pastor Jeff, but for our guests this morning, I always like to introduce myself. I'm one of the two teaching pastors here at Crosswalk, and I want to welcome you all to Vision Sunday. I am super excited, and as you can tell, maybe, there's a few more of us up here today. I'll introduce these two wonderful people to you in just a moment, but they're going to help me share the upcoming vision of Crosswalk and and what we're about as a church, and especially what we hope to be about in the year 2018. Uh, They represent a group that is one of our foremost and longest silent partners at Crosswalk. So that's why I've invited them to be here. All right, with that, I am going to introduce my two wonderful friends here. And I've actually known these people uh, for a long, long time, because Dan, this is Dan and this is Carol. Their last name is Kelpine, but don't try to spell it because you, unless you have a very Germanic background, you might not get it right. But Dan and Carol Kelpine, I've known Dan for a long time simply because he worked together with me and was my boss in world missions when I served in Africa and when I served as a director of Native American missions. So we go back a long time, don't we, Dan? We sure do. All right. And Carol, of course, has, has been around as Dan's wife, and uh, we've known each other and getting to know each other even better through this. So that's great. One of the reasons that I've invited them here is the title of today's message. I want you to pull out your crosswalk notes, and I want you to see what it says there in the title. I'm going to come back to it. Working together, sharing the gospel. And I, I want to ask you to do something. Here's why I asked you to pull out your program today. I want you to do something a little unusual here at Crosswalk. I'm going to give you, a, number one, here's unusual. I'm going to give you a, two fill-ins right away. That never happens, right? You usually have to wait till about 20 minutes in, and then I give you a fill-in. Also, I'm not going to give you the first fill-in. I'm going to give you the last two fill-ins. So go to the backside. And see where it says, bottom line, wise witnesses of Jesus Christ know there is power in partnership. That's the word there. Dan and Carol, look, see how diligent they are about their fill-ins? I'm impressed. All right. And there is vitality in variety. Liz, don't you love that? You know, thank you. All right, so you have those. We're going to be thinking a lot about those points. What I'm telling you is because there's power in partnership and because there's vitality in variety, that's why, it's because of that that we can say we need to work together to share the gospel, that this is a God-pleasing thing. So why I brought Dan and Carol here today is because they represent an organization named Kingdom Workers. And unbeknownst to most of you, Kingdom Workers is our longest-term silent partner for Crosswalk. It would be fair to say that in human terms, uh, Crosswalk might not exist without Kingdom Workers. In the early years, we did not have outside funding. 
And so we had to go around in an entrepreneurial fashion and solicit funding to start Crosswalk. We had some blessings like being able to worship for free over at Arizona Lutheran Academy. We had no money to pay salaries or turn lights on or any of that. And Wells Kingdom workers stood up in those years, 2004 and 2005, and said, we will help you financially. And they did so for multiple years. And without kingdom workers, I, I, again, humanly speaking, now divinely speaking, we might still be here. I pray that we would. But humanly speaking, kingdom workers was a big help. Let's fast forward. You know, many of you, about our Mozambique project to start a crosswalk in the capital city of Mozambique, Maputo. Kingdom workers recently gave us tens of thousands of dollars so that the first several trips to Maputo would cost us a big fat zero from crosswalk money. Now finally, here's what I'm gonna tell you. We've had many volunteers serve in ways, uh, different ways with Dan and Carol, but there's something for the future I want you to be aware of. There is a division of kingdom workers that's called Builders for Christ. They'll make you familiar with that. We're going to be building a building soon, and Builders for Christ is lining up to assist us to build, a, build it, and all I'll say for now, because you're gonna see a video about this, is the partnership of Wells Kingdom Workers is likely to save us tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars when we construct our church. Isn't that amazing? So I'm back to this point. There's power in partnership, and there's vitality, there's life in variety. And I'm gonna tell you, this, these truths, working together, sharing the gospel, that's not something new. And it goes all the way back 2,000 years to the early church, the book of Acts, chapter one. Dan, I know you had some thoughts on this verse. And guys, this, this verse is right there at the top of your crosswalk notes, so you wanna take a look at that. Yes, it's Acts 1.8, and it says, when you... Or you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses. And all of this says that the power to witness is already inside of us. Witnessing is displaying the faith and the love that is in our hearts, given to us by the Holy Spirit, and it's a reflection of Jesus to others. So... Husbands are witnesses to their wives and wives to their husbands, parents to their children, and grandparents to their grandchildren and co-workers to each other. We witness with our mouths, but we also witness with our lives and our skills. God has made each one of us unique. And Jeff, I'd like to share with you some an example of some kingdom worker uh, people who wanted to share their love and their faith with our Lutheran Christians in Indonesia halfway around the world. If we could have that picture, please. There's a picture, uh, the, the two on the left, the one in the center is Ben. Remember that, Ben, and to the side, his brother Joe, both of them very talented young people who had some extra time and some extra skills and decided that 
through kingdom workers, they were going to go to Indonesia and to help build a school in a village where our Lutheran Christians and many non-Christians were. You see, in Indonesia, they don't have public schools. And so... Excuse me, I believe we could advance to the next picture, in the next several. So they went over there and began to work with the natives. Many of these were not skilled tradesmen uh, in terms of their training, but they picked up the skills very quickly. And a school was built in that village because the Indonesian government cannot afford to provide for public education. So each village must do this for themselves. And this school was built... Next slide, please. And the next slide shows that when the school began to operate, some of our Lutheran Christians were trained to be teachers, and they taught not only the history of Indonesia and many other things, they taught about Jesus Christ. Now, here is two young people who showed their Christian love halfway around the world, but there's a video here that will show you that those same skills, without a word, can show Christian love here at home. We start 7.30 in the morning, but I'm usually out at 5.30. When we come in the morning, Mark does a devotion. It's again about Paul uh, writing And then he kind of gives us our marching orders. Up there is two marks with X. Okay. You're putting it on the north side of the mark. Okay. I'll look around to see what has been done, if it's done right, anything that needs to be done. I think we need four foot up there anyway, and then eight foot. Yeah, you can stay up there. Kind of plan the day. The Lord's blessed me with many talents and time and sufficient resources to where I can do this, and it's something I want to do. Overall phase is phase one. We're doing the five classrooms addition to the school. We had the walls up and out. We're putting up the trusses. They were very available this summer and it worked out that we all just kind of came together and started having weekly meetings for about two months and it just made sense to a lot of people to get, get them in here and get them working. On this particular project, uh, we were, I think we were able to save about $108,000 by using Builders for Christ over three months. So it's, uh, it's a huge, it's a huge meaningful number. Because your church is starting here. It was probably uh, Builders for Christ on a, a Wells Connection. And my husband and I both love to build. And so we were sitting in the, in the pew and that went up. And he looked at me and he said, I want to do that when we retire. Being able to see other people's serving and giving and sharing at the same time that you are, it is a, a special chemistry. The reason I'm here is because of the fellowship, the camaraderie, uh, and it's indescribable the feeling you get from helping others. They train me a lot, do a lot of training. Every year project, I learn more. Helping build a 
Church is wonderful, rewarding work. I know the joy of serving the Lord, and there's nothing else greater. You work with these people every day, and you eat with them, and we pray together. Those guys really work hard. The guys are out there, and Mark says a couple times, you guys want to quit at noon? Nope, we're going to work right till 4 o'clock. Try to watch what they're doing. And they go right ahead and do it. And so it's a lot of sweat and a lot of effort put in, and to, to do it for nothing, is, is that's almost unbelievable. That's why it's short. And there were some members who thought we were paid, and they were really surprised to find out we are volunteers, totally. The only payment we get is they have to set up a campground for us and we get a free meal. <laughs> That's our payment, really. So the rest is our volunteer with our labor for the love of our Savior. that amazing? Now, I, I, yeah. All right, now I'm going to tell you there's a temptation here, and I, and I want you to help me fight it. We love kingdom workers, but think of this now from your perspective. There's power in partnership, there's vitality in variety. We as a church, this is all about modeling, working together to share the gospel. Gwen, go ahead and put that rendering up. You know that this is our goal. Now, first of all, imagine the level of help that we can get by partnering with kingdom workers. It's, it's amazing to think that those guys would come here, just as we saw in the video, and do that for our church. Isn't that incredible to think of? But also, I want you to think, would you like to be part of that team that goes to other churches? Would you like to put your construction gifts to work? Bob, raise your hand. There he is. He didn't know I was going to pick on him this morning. Bob's the head of our, of our land and building project team. I haven't asked Bob this, but I have an inkling that he might like some help doing the planning for our project as well. So there are ways, and this is what, when I share vision, I'm, I'm really sharing how, I want you to ask, how can I be part of partnering and using my particular variety of gifts so that the gospel can advance. Let's come back and do your fill-ins. Uh, first fill-in is God has given you the directive and the power right where you are to be his witnesses. Now we have a beautiful uh, passage. And Dan, go ahead and, and share you know, what we were talking about, about how all of us are, are part of this. Okay, the work of the church is involves everyone in the church, not just the called worker. And when Peter describes the people of the church, he says, you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. And he also says that you yourselves are a letter written in our hearts, known and read by everyone. So what we are is seen by others. But Jeff, if I could just elaborate a little bit on the term priesthood, it really uh, talks about being an intermediary between God and others, um, but in a very ordinary way for all of us as lay people. We lead our families in devotions. We pray for the sick. We pray for the lost. We witness to the lost. 
and we help others. So these are ways in which we carry out that blessed work today. It, I love that, that all of us can be involved because we're, as, as we know, we're all considered to be ministers. We're all considered to be priests. That's why Paul says, you yourselves are our letter. We're the ones, all of us. Dan used the phrase called workers. And, and I'll tell you here at Crosswalk, the words that we use for that is staff. It's not just the staff, but it's all of us cooperating together that become the letter, the message that gets sent out into our community. Let's, let's do that second fill-in. As witnesses, we are called upon to give testimony about someone or something we have personal knowledge of. And that's all God asks us to do, to tell what we know as witnesses. Perhaps the courtroom is the best way to describe what it means to be a witness. God hasn't called us to be prosecuting attorneys who are self-righteously pointing out the sins of others. We haven't been called upon to be juries who examine the actions of others and try to determine their motives. And we haven't been called upon, as many do today, to be defense attorneys putting ungodly or even criminal behavior in the best possible light. And God certainly hasn't called us to be judges who are condemning people to heaven or to hell. What he does want us to do is to be witnesses, and that means we can tell others about a passage that has sustained us a peace that is ours in our hearts. And the beauty of it is we don't have to convert anybody. He does it. We just step forward and we are who we are, who we know, because we know Jesus, and we live that life. And he shows us how we are really the kingdom workers for him, but he does it himself, Jesus. You know, one of the best uh, ways that we do that, I think, is in our own homes. And the next passage says, live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrongs, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. Carol, I, I know one thing about you, and that is family is important. Your children, right? You're a mom and you're a parent. So talk about that a little bit. I think all of us can relate to that as parents. That is the most beautiful thing to bring up your child, learning all of those stories of Jesus. And when they grow up into adults, they start saying the same stories to their children. And you see it passed on and on and on. And that is kingdom work. That is being a witness. That is just living who you are as a parent. I think it's so important to hear that, and I hope all of you hear that loud and clear, because sometimes when we talk about being kingdom workers or, or working together to share the gospel, it comes across as, well, pastor's trying to get us to volunteer at church or help us you know, give money to build the building. But Carol, you're making an important point that we all have to think about and pray about, and that is at kingdom home. work begins at with home. our own kids at home, in our marriages, and so forth. It gives real meaning to what it means in Scripture to be salt and light. We reflect. Go. We just reflect what Jesus is. And Jeff, if we don't care about the people that are immediately around us, we're not going to care about the billions of people around the world or far away from us in the country. So... Witnessing starts, caring starts at home. 
And who better knows our words and our actions than our kids, right guys? Like, we can be great at words and actions with people who don't know us well, because we can always put on the mask, but I'm telling you, your spouse and your children know your words and actions, and that, that's, that plays into live such good lives. Would you write this down? As a vital part of the church, we witness with both our words and our actions. Now, what's cool and what, what I love is that you can do this in a variety of ways. Look, we're all gifted differently. And when you hear the word witnesses, you may think, well, pastor's saying we, we have to be out there evangelizing, knocking on doors. I'm telling you, there's immense variety. You just saw this beautiful uh, Builders for Christ video. Even in the New Testament, starting very early on, the apostles assigned certain people to do other work than just being out there as, as pure evangelists. Take a look at Acts 6, 2-4 at the bottom of the first page. So the 12 gathered all the disciples together and said, it would not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the word of God in order to wait on tables. Brothers and sisters, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the spirit and wisdom, we will turn this responsibility over to them and will give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the word. That was the beginning of people doing something other than just the pure ministry of word and prayer. Flip the page real quick. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ... We, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We all belong to each other, and so do our gifts and talents. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. I know you have some things that illustrate these points really well as far as just the variety of gifts and things that can be used. Exactly. Uh, we all, when we use our gifts together, we make like a symphony and God has made each one of us different. But as we show love and work for common goals, we grow in our bond with one another. One of the ways in which we do that is uh, through our help in Apache Land. I know that many here at Crosswalk have been involved in helping the Apache Indians. There are many former reservation uh, people who are members here at Crosswalk. We have been working with the Apaches for hundreds of years, and yet uh, our love can continue to be shown to them in a partnership as we cement our relationship. Uh, there's a video that tells us about this, about how this is done. For a long time, my people of the White Mountain Apache tribe in eastern Arizona have struggled with many issues. But thanks be to God, we are partnering with an organization called Kingdom Workers. With them, we are working together to spread the gospel in hopes that we can begin to paint a new picture of our people. Through Christ, we are building a native nation that's stronger, sober, and healthier. 
so that we can be the proud people that we once were. We're really excited about getting them plugged into God's Word at a younger age in a meaningful way. Over the years, a lot of the churches on the Apache Reservation have developed Sunday schools, but we're able to help them expand their Sunday schools, sometimes restart their Sunday schools, or consider youth groups. We have a garden club with the East Fork School, and we introduce different types of gardening tips. Um, they actually get to plant. We don't wait to share the gospel until we've had a growing season with someone. We use the parables of Jesus to teach how to grow. And so it's, it's great because the parables inform the gardening and the gardening informs the parables. It's something new that these families are, are becoming exposed to. So we're trying to teach them, you know, things that they can do at home, grow their own food at home, which kind of leads to healthy eating. The produce goes to a weekly recovery meeting for those who are struggling with hurts, habits, and hang-ups and so the food then is there for a community meal. We've grown to serving about 30 to 50 people a week and it's a blessing also for myself because I too myself am a recovering alcoholic drug addict who lived a sinful relationships for many years. It, it, it took a long journey and he still chokes me up to talk about it. <laughs> but I say thanks to the grace of God all this stuff is happening. A lot of people live in uh, homes that have structural issues, um, such as leaks, or their roofs are caved, or windows are busted, and so significant issues that make it difficult to make it through the winter. So we know that housing is a persistent issue on the reservation. The overall goal, building that relationship and making it stronger, and then introducing the gospel to everyone. Spreading the gospel through the way that we volunteer and volunteering with, with a wonderful Christ-like attitude. The visiting volunteers work alongside the Apache volunteers and that's where the, the teaching and the learning and all the, all the conversations take place you know, between them. Do you see the variety there? I mean, when I say vitality is variety, I wanted to have a way to show you it, not just say it. And these videos do such a great job of saying, man, what? You can use gardening gifts to share the gospel? You can pick up a hammer and nails and be part of sharing Christ? The, the variety of different ways that we can come together to be witnesses is truly astounding. And by the way, I don't think Jason is in this service, but Jason is the head of our resilient ministry. He and Jimmy Casador that you saw in the video also partner on recovery ministry here at Crosswalk through Resilient and up on the reservation through their Celebrate Recovery ministry. And so we, I know Jason would be the very first one to tell you there's been tremendous power that has come out of the partnership that we enjoy by working together uh, with the Apache, the Apaches like Jimmy and many others to help support each other in recovery ministry. It's truly a fantastic thing. 
Well, all right. So we've, we've got uh, a beautiful uh, fill-in as a vital part of the church. Our witness will vary according to the grace and gifts God uh, given to us. Let me show you, or rather let me let Carol show you, one more way in which you can see the power of partnership and the vitality of variety as people serve together to share the gospel. Carol, Carol, tell us about the soccer camps. All right, this one I like especially because I like kids. I like young people. And one of the first things we saw kingdom workers do was try to get young people in high school age, college age, uh, into activities that taught children in neighborhoods where missions were outreaching. This was taken in 2001 in Canada, uh, Canada, Mississauga, Canada, Uh, And this particular mission has been on the Kingdom Worker website for many, many years because so many young people have gone through this program to teach young people soccer. Next, please. It started with about 80 students, or 80 soccer players and six to eight teachers and, and coaches the first year. And here you see the last couple, three years, it was capped an early registration at 300 and they take walk-ins. It's just an overwhelming outreach to the neighborhood that is very effective. Continue, please. What do they do? Well, they teach some soccer. Next one, please. They teach some sports skills. They teach some uh, games. Go on, please. They have uh, a competition and some good sportsmanship teaching. Next one, please. What does soccer have to do with the word of God and the kingdom outreach? Right here. This is what it has to do with it. Next one, please. I'll have to tell you, this is near and dear to Dan's in my heart because this is Pastor Joel, our son-in-law. And every time he has a soccer camp, he will gather the, the young people together for a devotion and a teaching, songs and skits, but the word of God is shared with these children. Now, Canada is a very secular country. Some of these children have never heard the story of Jesus Christ, and he tells them. In fact, Carol, isn't it, sorry to interrupt, but isn't it fair to say that most of those children are not church children, but community children? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they don't have a very large church. This is an outreach. At the end of the week, Pastor Joel brings the children together and invites the parents. And what he tells them is, this is what we taught your children about Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. And what's the point? Keep your eye on the goal, you see? Keep your eye on the goal of heaven, okay? Isn't that awesome? It's I love awesome. that. It's the awesome. eternal goals. It stays with those kids. You don't know how long. Only God knows. So keeping our eye on the goal comes right back to where we started, Dan, which is Acts 1.8. And one, one thing that I didn't share with you earlier is, do you know who's saying these words in Acts chapter 1, verse 8? Can you guess? Come on, help me out here. Who's saying, but you will receive power? And you will be my witnesses. Who's saying that? Anyone anyone want to be bold and make a guess? Yeah, that's Jesus saying those words. And so this is Jesus' vision, not just for 2018, but for all time. And what we're adding to this is simply this, 
The understanding that as we carry out Jesus' vision for all times, that we understand the power of beautiful partnerships like Crosswalk and Kingdom Workers and the vitality that comes with using everyone's gifts, whether it's soccer or wielding a hammer and nails or, or gardening, that all of these can be proved to be opportunities for sharing the gospel. Dan, I know you have some other thoughts, that there's another way that there's a variety involved with this. Well, this is a passage that is quite frequently overlooked and, and not seen for all that it has to offer. Jesus said, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem locally, Judea regionally, Samaria cross-culturally, and to the ends of the earth, which is internationally. So the vision of Jesus is marching orders for the church encompasses not just our own individual area, but the entire world, and he wants us to lift up our eyes. What's interesting about the Greek here is that it says we should be pushing forward on all these different fronts simultaneously and not consecutively. If we were waiting for perfect conditions in our local church before we gave one bit of thought to those outside our area, we'd never get around to fulfilling Jesus' vision for us. Well, you know, uh, what that makes me think about is something I just received yesterday. Um, Gwen, would you put up that slide from one of our impact groups? So our Jerusalem is, is right, right here in this community, right? And, and in one of our impact groups just yesterday, we had a group of about, how many are there? I didn't count them, maybe 25, 30 people come together, and all those bins are bags for people who are homeless. Have you ever driven to the corner of the freeway or been at a stoplight and someone's asking you for some help and you don't know what to do? Well, this beautiful growth group now has something for you and they'll be out on the patio under the blue tent if you wanna make use of them. And you can put a few of those in your car and now you'll have something wonderful to give uh, a homeless person or a person that needs a little bit of help and a little sign of God's grace and love. Another little way that we can use the, the variety that, that we have. Sure. So you have something you want to uh, contribute? Oh, yeah. Very good. She wants to make sure she has that opportunity to talk about the green paper. All right. So notice that locally, regionally, cross-culturally, internationally, and, and you said simultaneously we're supposed to be doing all this. Yes. So you know, for example, and sometimes people ask this, why are you doing a project halfway around the world in Mozambique? What Dan just said is our reason why. And uh, as you get involved in the wider outreach of the church, you see how large the scope of the work actually is, and it energizes you. It does. Dan, you were once the leader of all world missions for our church body around the world, and that got you involved uh, with places like Malawi, where Kingdom Workers is also involved, and Malawi is right next to Mozambique. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, 
Malawi, Carol's going to, to show a video, and Malawi is one of our oldest missions. We have, many people don't know this, 40,000 Lutheran Christians in the country of Malawi. Carol? This picture was taken in 2015 because the Lutheran mm. Church, the Independent Lutheran Church of Central Africa, asked kingdom workers to send teachers and I understand that some of the members here participated in that particular yeah, project. There's a couple so sitting if out you're here, here right today, now. we would love to talk to you. Perhaps you recognize that, that young teacher. I knew Jesse, and uh, I would love to talk to you about this project. This is Jesse with her class. I'm not going to talk a lot about the work in, in uh, Malawi because our, our video will show you a great deal of what is done. Could we see the next slide, please? But we have two programs that run side by side. It's very important for us to share the word wherever we go as kingdom workers. And so a big part of the program is to participate in these special activities like Easter for Kids. But we keep an ongoing program called Worship at the Cross to train children and also to train adults how to train their children. Next slide, please. But also so touching, and you will see it in the video, is the work we are doing with handicapped children to give them uh, physical therapy and teach their parents how to make a chance for them in life through physical therapy. So would you show us that movie, please? I love this video. We at Kingdom Workers really take seriously that God cares for our spiritual needs and our physical needs. Kingdom Workers Malawi partners with LCCA Malawi Synod congregations, which are in fellowship with Wells, to share God's love to people with disabilities in local communities. There are a lot of misconceptions here in Malawi about what causes someone to be physically or intellectually disabled. People today think that disability is caused by, is caused by witchcraft. They don't go to church. The reason they don't take them to church is because they believe that for them to become a disabled is because they sin against God. In Malawi, it's, it's almost unheard of for a church body to reach out to those with physical or intellectual disabilities, and we have this incredible opportunity to, to step in the gap there. We hope that in some small ways that eventually become big ways, we're helping to change the perception and the misconceptions of the physically and intellectually disabled in Malawi and we're helping people to see that these women and men and children are also children of God. Please support Kingdom Workers with your prayers, talents, and gifts. So I started this message by saying, I hope all these wonderful pictures and the variety of ways that we can all partner together in God's kingdom would touch your hearts. 
And, and I know you, you're here because you do have a heart for your own homes and your own families. You also have a heart for this church and Levine, this community, South Phoenix. You have a heart for Phoenix. It's why together we're starting a second branch, a second site in Midtown. But I'm also here to encourage you to look at all the opportunities that our partner has to offer you And I know Carol wants to share some information, things you can write on the green card. And Dan, you look like you have something to say too. Let's let Carol go first. Sure. We need the next slide. The next slide, please. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I did want to tell you at that uh, 2015 Easter for Kids, 15 children were baptized after hearing the word taught. It's wonderful. Next slide, please. It is important for us at Kingdom Work to hear back from you. And this is why it was important for me to ask Jeff for this, this green card. Please give us your contact information. Kingdom Workers would like to just on an a, a intermittent basis send you an email to show us what opportunities there are and to show you where you might think about getting in, involved. And this is why we talk about partnerships between people throughout this country and even throughout the world that are serving him. What is important is that kingdom workers wants to help wherever they go, but they want to enable you to take ownership so that this is your project and it's sustainable when they leave. And understand too, we reach for physical needs among people, but the ultimate goal is to tell them Jesus and to satisfy their spiritual needs, which are so great. So please, Give us your contact information. You can do that on the second side of the card where it has space for comments. Brothers and sisters, God's grace has given us the most blessed gift possible, the gift of salvation. We're the most privileged people on earth. And now we are to go forward and want that gift for other people. And if you find fulfillment in showing other people love, and fulfilling the needs that you see in front of you, you're going to have life made because there are no end of people that need help and love. And Kingdom Workers is an organization that can facilitate that. And, and I want you to ask today, where, where is your heart? Is your heart in your home? Is your heart in your Jerusalem? maybe crosswalk in this community? Is your heart with Midtown, uh, your Samaria, your Judea? Or is your heart somewhere in Malawi or Mozambique to the ends of the earth? And as you ask yourself that, build yourself a kingdom worker vision for 2018. What's your vision for 2018? To be a witness, to work together to share the gospel to work in God's kingdom to make sure many people know about Jesus. Carol, what do you want to say to wrap us up? Anything more? Want to talk about Ben? Did you talk about Just want to make you aware, if you're into all the social media, this is how you contact Kingdom Workers. Please get on the website and surf and just take a look at what we are doing there. Okay. How about you, Dan? I I think it's all been said, just not everyone said it. (laughs) (laughs) 
Thank you so much for the privilege of talking to your congregation. This congregation is very much alive, and it's a, it's a beacon of light and hope as it outreaches to your community and to your world. And uh, you, you can be thankful that you have leaders here who have such vision. And uh, through partnerships, we can make some of these things happen, God willing. Thanks, Stan and Carol. Here's your last fill-in. Bottom line, wise witnesses of Jesus Christ know there is immense power in partnership and tremendous vitality in variety. I want you to really camp out on this passage this week, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses. And then as you set your goals for 2018, please pray about what what is the contribution God is calling forth from you to his work in the kingdom. Let's pray. Dear Father in heaven, we thank you so much that you've sent us a savior in Jesus. What amazing and comforting truths the cross and the empty tomb are for each of us personally. They're life-changing, Lord, and eternity-changing. As we respond in love to your first love for us and your great grace and mercy, help us to see where we fit into this great puzzle of kingdom work and help us to use the variety of gifts that you've given us. And most of all, Lord, help us in love to partner with others here at Crosswalk, with Wells Kingdom Workers, or, or wherever it might be uh, in our own homes with our spouses to share Jesus with a world that so desperately needs to hear about him. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So before we close, if you would like more information about Crosswalk or to listen to other messages, head over to crosswalkphoenix.com or come and see us. Services are held at Cesar Chavez High School at 41st Avenue and Baseline on Sunday at 9 and 11 a.m. Visit our website for directions. And now, some closing thoughts from Pastor Jeff. In 2018, I pray that this is going to be a year of working together, sharing the gospel, and I want to send you home with just two questions to think about this week. Number one, who has God placed in my life that I can partner with? You heard about kingdom workers today. You know about partnering with worship team members to provide this beautiful worship or children's ministry volunteers or being out on the patio in the cafe. You see needs in the community. Just ask yourself this first, who could I partner with? Because there's power in partnership. Secondly, what are the gifts that God has given you specifically that are specific and special to you? And could those be put in this beautiful basket, this cornucopia, so that the variety of your gifts can be used to share the gospel with others as well? Think about those this week, and please come back and and join us next week. We're starting a brand new series called Brittle Beliefs. I think you're going to enjoy it. Let me send you out with the Lord's blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with his favor and grant you his peace. Amen.